Nine minutes it is now before 8 p.m. I'm in conversation with Upinda Mangoloti, Head of Trading at Merit Securities as part of our business wrap on this Thursday. And Pinda, uh, I guess you make yeah. a very important point here about the importance of finalizing this issue of the licensing of Spectrum so that people can make the necessary uh, capital expenditures or investments uh, in order, I guess, to, to respond and future-proof themselves uh, to some of the fifth-generation technology that's coming through. But if you look at the previous versions of this, uh, even when someone like Minister Siabonga Kwele was still at the Ministry of uh, Communications, big uh, policy proposition was around this wireless open access network, which was uh, aimed at, uh, I guess, opening up the marketplace for newer entrants. And uh, we heard even the same reference being made in this cabinet statement. Uh, and uh, many of the other bigger players pushed back and thought, you know, uh, an auction or maybe other kinds of allocations of a spectrum here would be much better for them to invest. Uh, do you get a sense that, you know, th- this particular policy, when it is going to be released, will be able to meet, one, the objectives of some of the bigger established guys and the investment needs, uh, and also facilitate entry of some of the smaller guys? Yeah, um, so uh, from from a bigger player point of view, um, I think one advantage, despite their um, earlier rumblings, one advantage I think I've mentioned is the fact that um, they, within the industry, um, in terms of new technologies, there needs to be a lot of capital that needs to be put in. Mm. Um, and you find that, um, you know, they, they will, from time to time, you know, you will get, a, um, you get objections from board right, in terms of how much you can set aside for, 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 for CAPEX. But with this policy now, as I've said, now there is a likelihood that um, by opening this up, um, then from from their side, there will be a lot of saving, especially with um, their pre-planned um, capex. Mm. Um, I think the the, the, the big players, um, they set about, um, I think the key big players, including MTN, set about 100 billion rand in capex right, to, to invest. Um, and now that number could actually come down. So... From that point of view, I, I think the, the cost is going to come down. They'll still per, perhaps enjoy um, a bit of a, um, a bit of a, um, let's go, not really monopoly, but you know, having um, an advantage in the sense that their existing players they do have the budget. Uh, for me, from an, a new entrance point of view, um, then that scenario also is quite true in a sense that now you and I won't have to go and. Um, borrow 100 billion rands or 5 billion rands as well in terms of um, trying to get into the market. So now the market or the playing field will be leveled up uh, in terms of what we would put down, in terms of, uh, in terms of our investments will also be um, less burdensome, which will then open up for us to actually carrying on with the business of investing in new technology. But, but, but Peter, we know, I mean, this is, this is a very concentrated sector. I mean, this, I guess four massive players, if I can put it like that. There's been a few sort of newer entrants who've been trying to take the lunch off of the table of those uh, incumbents, uh, the likes of MTN, uh, Vodacom, Celsi, um, and maybe a Telcom, and a few others, the likes of Rain and others who have been trying uh, to uh, knock on that door. But I guess in the absence of an intentional allocation of spectrum to some of the newer entrants, uh, which uh, might not make some of the bigger guys happier, it, it might do wonders to try and even take infrastructure that to places that might not be economical for some of the bigger guys. Um, look, uh, I think they, they, they actually shouldn't look at it um, that way. Um, because um, one way or the other, um, um, disruption within the sector or within the, within the um, tech economy is, is always going to happen. Um, you mentioned the likes of RAIN, um, that is a um, data-only service provider. That already, in its, uh, um, or on its own or in isolation, um, is already um, taking away numbers uh, from the traditional mm. players that you've mentioned. Uh, so the, the, the sooner um, these um, four 
big players um, prepare themselves for the next revolution, um, the better. So, so maybe, Pinda, let, let me explain it in this way. We, we've clearly seen, for instance, in the last 25 years or so, that there there still is a massive lack of data service infrastructure in rural areas and in township areas. And in many instances, some of the bigger sort of telcos will tell you, hey, we might have edge or might have 2G or 3G capability there. We're not going to take 4G there because it's not economical for us to do it. And one gets a sense that those kinds of uh, markets could be captured with innovative business models. Uh, But all of those things are dead in the water if there isn't an allocation of spectrum uh, that is based on something other than price, because we know, I mean, some of the bigger guys are going to outbid many of the smaller guys. Um, again, with, for me, the, with this legislation, um, it actually is going to combat that, because mm. um, one thing that we're trying to do is to um, curb unfair practices. Um, we did mention that the bigger guys, they do have the purses, uh, so they will outbid those guys. Right. And also, if you, if you, if, if you look at what, what the, the, these bigger guys are doing right now, if you look at um, the, the, the segmentation in, in terms of um, the, the, the services that, uh, that they offer, um, you find that um, traditional voice um, revenue, that one is decreasing. Right? And then there is more, um, and then there's, there's an emergence of, uh, of, of, uh, of data services, uh, which are now taking up more. Um, of, or, or other which are adding more um, to the top line of these companies, um, I would think that you know that that should that would be attractive to them. Mm. Um, and also, um, if you if you if you think that uh, let's say as we just mentioned in this scenario um, that rural areas you will keep them uh, with old tech, um, unfortunately you're going to lose out. Uh, for you to capture that because it is it's still a huge market. Um, where you can actually introduce the infrastructure there, uh, and you will capture those numbers if you do. Uh, but if you if you if you if you're trying to one um, uh, block entrance into this, or you're looking for uh, you're looking for a fair uh, or an advantage uh, for you as a business, there will definitely be new players which are going to come in the market, uh, and they will surpass you, or they will actually eat your lunch, as we put it. Mm. Let's let's shift our attention now to Sasol, and uh, you know they've had massive challenges with that Lake Charles chemical project in the United States, and uh, seeing a massive write down now of 18.1 billion rand, uh, which is uh, equivalent to about nine percent of uh, the market value of uh, this uh, massive multinational company, and it must certainly be a sad day uh, for the uh, Bongani Mwababa and his team there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you if you look at or you judge by. Um, where the share price closed today, six um, percent plus. That is a huge intraday or one-day movement in Tesla. Mm. Um, Lake Charles Chemical Project. We did get an update from the company. Um, I think back in May. Mm. Uh, you know, in Lake Charles. What's going on in Lake Charles? You know, you know, Lance. Um, so it's a case of um, the 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 company um, um, estimating that um, the the development is going to cost X. Uh, and will be done within a certain time frame. Uh, and you find that the company then runs into um, issues which then, um, which then uh, push up the timeline uh, and also increasing those costs. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it definitely is a, a, a pain in, in, in Sasol's life, uh, but it is an investment that I think it's worthwhile um, because the update actually told us that um, the the completion of the project stood about ninety at ninety eight percent, and that they're looking to uh, they're looking for a positive contribution in terms of full year numbers in twenty twenty, not twenty nineteen. Hmm. Uh, so it's 
it was a pain. Um, still is, unfortunately, because it's part of this uh, 18 billion rand um, right down, and also you have the other two regions uh, being uh, being Southern Africa right, and also um, and also Canada. It, 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 again, as for me, you get the sense that the market, the reason why we pushed the stock this much down is that there could very well be um, all this, uh, th- these write downs. Um, this is not. This is not the end of it. We might see this spillover into FY20, but we might we will have to wait for the mm. final results, which are going to be coming out in uh, in 20 in 20, in uh, 19th of August this year. Uh, so basically, you would think that the market was had priced in what had happened um, in uh, in the Lake Charles Chemical mm. Project. However, with today's um, with today's market reaction to the statement or to the trading update, definitely the market thinks this might not be over. Okay. Pinda, we'll have to leave it there. I'm always a pleasure catching up with you. Really appreciate you taking time out uh, to speak to us this evening. That there is Pinda Mangolotti, Head of Trading at Merit Security, speaking to us this evening as part of our business wrap and, of course, uh, taking a look at some of the big news uh, moving the markets and the economy.